When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham, Chapter 11 Like summer tempests came his tears. The rat put out a neat little brown paw, gripped toad firmly by the scuff of the neck, gave a great hoist and a pull. The waterlogged rat toad came up slowly but surely over the edge of the hole, till at last he stood safe and sound in the hall. Streaked with mud, and we to be sure, the water streaming off him, a happy, high-spirited, as of old, now that he found himself once more, house of a friend, and dodgings, and evasions were over. He could lay aside his disguise as a worthy physician, and wanted such a lot of living up to. to. Oh, Ratty, he cried, I've been through such times since I saw you last. You can't think such trials, such sufferings, were all so nobly born. Then such escapes, such disguises, such subterfuges, and all so cleverly planned and carried out. Been in prison? Got out of it? Of course. Been thrown into the canal? Swam ashore. Sold a horse? Sold him for a large, sold him for a large sum of money. Humbug everybody. Made him do exactly what I wanted. Oh, I am a smart toad, and no mistake. What do you think of my last exploit was? Just hold on till I tell you, toad, said the water rat, gravely and firmly. You go up, off upstairs at once, and take off that old cotton rag. It looks as if you might formerly belonged to some washerwoman, and clean yourself thoroughly, and put on some of my clothes, and try and come down looking like a gentleman, if you can. A more shabby, bedraggled, disputable looking object than you are. I've never set eyes on him my whole life. Now stop swearing, or you're going to be off. I have something to say to you later. Toad was first inclined to stop and do some talking back at him. He had enough of being ordered about when he was in prison. Here was a thing being begun all over again, apparently, and by rat too, however. He caught sight of himself in a looking glass, up over the hat stand, with a vasty black bonnet perched rakishly at one eye. He changed his mind and went very quickly and humbly upstairs to the rat's dressing room. There he had a thorough wash and brush up, changed his clothes, stood for a long time before the glass, complimenting himself with pride and pleasure, contemplating himself with pride and pleasure, and thinking, what other idiots all the people must have been to have mistaken him 
for one moment for washerwoman. By the time he came down again, luncheon was on the table, and very glad Toad was to see it, for he had been, been through such some trying experiences and had taken much more hard exercise since the extra breakfast provided for him, provided but for him by the gypsy. While they ate, Toad, Toad racked all his adventures, dwelling up chiefly his own cleverness and presence of mind, emergencies and cunning in tight places, and rather than making out, he was having a gay and highly coloured experience. But more he talked and boasted, more grave and silent the rack became. When at last Toad had talked himself to a standstill, there was a silence for a while. And then Rat said, Now, Toady, oh, I don't want to give you a pain after all you've been through already. But seriously, don't you see what an awful horse you've been making of yourself? Oh, on your own admission, you've been handcuffed in prison, starved, chased, terrified out of your mind, life. You sold with jeered at and enormously flung into the water. By the woman, by a woman too. Where's the amusement in that? Where does the fun come in? And all because you must needs go and steal the motor car. You know that you never had anything but trouble for motor cars from the moment you first set eyes on me, one on one. But if you will be mixed up with them, as you drew off five minutes after you started, you started. Why well, still weren't them? Be a cripple if you think it's exciting. Be a bankrupt for a change if you set your mind on it. But why choose to be a convict? When all you're going to be, when are you going to be sensible? Think of your friends trying to be a credit to them. You suppose it's any pleasure to me, for instance, to hear animals saying they go about. I am a chap that keeps company with jailbirds. Now it's very comforting point. It told his character. He was a thoroughly good-hearted animal, never minded being jawed by those who were his real friends, even when most sat upon the thing. He was always able to see the other side of the question. So although while Rat was talking so seriously, he kept saying to himself neutrously, yes, it was strange, though, awful fun, and making strange perspersed noises like click-click, boop-boop, Another sound resembling stiff snorts or the opening of soda water bottles. Yet when Rat had quite finished, he heaved a deep sigh and said very nicely and humbly, Quite right, Ratty. How sound you always are. Yes, I've been conceited, old ass. I can quite see that. But now I'm going to be a good toad and not do it any more. Some of the cars have been, not been as, as all keen about them since my last ducking in that river of yours. Fact is, while I was hanging on the edge of your home and getting my breath, I had a sudden idea, a really brilliant one idea, connecting with motorboats. There, there, don't take on so, old chap. Don't stamp and upset things. There's only an idea. We won't talk any more about it now. We have your co old coffee and smoke, a quiet chat. When? Then I'm going to stroll quietly down to Toad Hall. Get into my clothes, my own, and set things going again on the old lines. Had enough adventures. I shall lead a quiet, steady, and respectable life, holding about my property and improving it, and doing a little landscape gardening at times. There will always be a bit of dinner for my friends when they come to see me. I shall keep a pony, Tracy, 
a drug about the country in. And just as I used to in the good old days, before I got restless and wanted to do things. Drove down to Toto, cried the rat, getting greatly excited. What are you talking about? What do you mean to say you haven't heard? Heard what? said Toad, turning rather pale. Go on, Reddy, quick, don't spare me. What have, have they heard? Do you mean to tell me? shouted the rat, thumping his little fist upon the table. You haven't heard nothing about the stouts and weasels? What's the wood world, Wooders? cried Toad, trembling in every limb. Not a, no, not a word. What have they been doing? And how they've been and taken Toad all, continued the rat. Toad leaned his elbows on the table, his chin on his paws. A large tear welled up in each of his eyes, overflowed and splashed on the table. Plop, plop. Go on, Reddy, Reddy, he murmured presently. Tell me, all, the worst is over. I am an animal again. I can, I can bear it. When you got into that trouble of yours, said the rat, slowly and impressively, oh, I mean when you disappeared for society for a time, over that misunderstanding about a machine, you know, Todd merely nodded. Well, it was a good deal talked about down here, naturally, continued the rat, only among the riverside. But even in the wild wood, animals talk sides. It always happens. Riverbank has stuck up for you and said you've been infamously treated, and there was no justice to be had in land nowadays. But the wild wood animals said hard things and served you right. The time this sort of thing was stopped, they got very cocky and went about saying, We're done for this time. You never come back again. Never, never. Toad nodded once more, keeping silence. As the sort of little beast they are, told Red went on. A male badger, they stuck out. Through thick and thin, they would they would come back again soon somehow. They didn't know exactly how, but somehow. That's the sort of little beast they are, the big rat went on. A male badger, they stuck out. Through thick and thin, that you would come back again soon somehow. He didn't know exactly how, but somehow, Toad began to sit up in his chair again to smirk a little. They argued for history, continued the rat. They said that no criminal laws had ever been known to avail against cheap opposability such as yours, combined with the power of a long purse. So they arranged to move their things into total and sleep there and keep it in and be all ready for you when you turned up. They didn't guess that, that what was going to happen. Of course, still, they had their suspicions of wild wood animals. Now I come to the most painful and tragic part of my story. One dark night, it was a very dark night, a blowing hour too, a rainy city cats and dogs, banging the weasels on to the teeth, crept silently up the carriage drive to the front entrance, simultaneously a body of desperate ferrets advancing through the coaching garden, Possessed themselves of backyard and offices, or company skirmishing stokes who struck, duck at nothing, occupied the conservatory, the billiard room, and held the French windows opening, opening on the act of the lawn. A mountain badger was sitting by the fire in the smoking room, telling stories of suspecting nothing, for it wasn't a night for any animal to be out. When those bloodthirsty villains broke down the doors, 
rushing upon him from every side, and he made the very best fight they could. But what was the good? They were unarmed and taken by surprise. What could two animals do against hundreds? They took and beat about them severely with sticks. Those two poor fateful creatures turned them out into the cold and the wet in many insults and uncalled for remarks. Here the unfeeling toad broke into snigger and then pulled himself together and tried to look particularly solemn. And the world wooders have been living and toad all ever since, continued the rat. And do it going on simply anyhow. Living in bed after day, breakfast or all hours, places such a mess on told. It is not fit to be seen, eating your grub, drinking your drink, and making bad jokes about you, singing vulgar songs about well, about prisons and magistrates and policemen. Or in personal songs. We know you were in them. They're telling the tradespeople and everybody they come they've come to stay for good. Oh, have they? Have they? said Toe, getting up and seizing a stick. I'm jolly good to see I'm jolly soon to see about that. No good Toad, called Rat after him. You better come back and sit down, you'll get only get into trouble. The Toad was off, and was a no holding him. He marched rapidly down the road, his stick above his shoulder, fuming and muttering himself in his anger. Till he got near the front his front gate, when suddenly there popped up from behind the railings a long yellow ferret with a gun. Oh, goes there, said the ferret sharply. Stiff for nonsense, said Toad very angrily. What do you mean by talking like that to me? Come out that, that at once. Or oh, I, Toad never said a word. But he brought his gun up to his shoulder. Toad originally dropped flat on the road. Bang, but it whistled over his head. Solo Toad scrambled his feet and scrambled off down the road as hard as he could. He ran and he heard the ferret laughing, only horrid thin little laughs, taking it up and carrying on the sound. He went back very crestful and told the water rat, Well, did I tell you? said the rat. It's no good, they got sentries posted. They're all still armed. You must just wait. Still, Toad was not inclined to give it in at once. So he got out of the boat and set off rowing down the river to where the girl in front of the Toad Hall came down to the waterside. Riving in sight of his own home, rested on his oars, surveyed the land cautiously. All seemed very peaceful, deserted and quiet. He could see the whole front of Toad Hall, glowing in the evening sunshine. The pigeons settling by twos, a freeze on a straight line, the roof and the garden. The garden ablaze as flowers. The creek that led up to the boathouse. A little wooden bridge that crossed it. All tranquil, uninhabited. Apparently waiting for his return. He would try the boathouse first, he thought. Very rarely. He paddled up to the mouth of the creek. I was just passing on the bridge then. When, crash. Great stone dropped from above, smashed through the boat. Through, through the bottom of the boat, it filled and sank and sank. Toads found himself struggling in deep water. Looking up, he saw two stoats leaning on the pulpit of the bridge and watching him great glee. It be your head next today, time, Toadie, they called out to him. Indignant Toad swam to shore. The stoats laughed and laughed, supporting each other. Laughed again, when Lily had two fits. That is one fit each, of course. A toad 
traced his weary way on foot, related his disappointing experiences to the water rat once more. Well, what did I tell you? said the rat very crossly. And now look here. See what you'd been and done, lost me my boat. We're so fond of fond of that's what you've done. They sent me ruin a nice suit of clothes. I'll lent you, really, Toad. All the trying animals, I wonder you managed to keep your any friends at all. Toad sort of once how wrongly and foolishly he had acted. He admitted his wrong errors and his wrong headedness, and made a full apology to Rack for losing his boat as well as the clans. You end up saying with that what that frank self surrender is always disarmed his friend's criticism, run the back to his side, Ratty. I see you have been. A headstrong and willful toad. Henceforth, believe me, I will be humble and submissive, and take no action but your kind advice. I follow program. If that is really so, said the good-natured rat, already pleased, then my advice to you is, considering the lateness of the hour, sit down, have your supper, which will be on the table in a minute, and be very patient, for I am convinced we can do nothing until we have seen a mole, a badger, heard their latest news, and held a conference, and taken their advice in this difficult matter. Oh, yes, of course, the mole, the badger said, toad lightly. What's become of them, the dear fellows? I'd forgotten all about them. Well, you may ask, said the rat, reproachfully. Well, you've been riding about the country in expensive motor cars, galloping brownie on bloody blood horses, and breast-fixing on the fat or land. It's too devoted. Poor devoted animals been camping out in the open in every sort of weather, lying very, living very rough by day and lying very hard by night, watching you over your house, patrolling your boundaries, keeping a constant eye on the boats, dopes, and weasels, scheming, planning, contriving how to get your property back to you, for you. You deserve to have such true and loyal friends, Toad. You don't really. Someday, they too late, you'll be sorry you didn't value them more. While well, you read them, I am an ungrateful beast, I know, sub toad, treading bitter tears. Let me now go out and find them. Out in the cold, dark night, and share their hardships and try to road by. Hold on a bit. I've heard the clink of dishes on the tray. Supper? Here at last? Hooray! Come on, Ratty. Rat remembered that poor toad in prison fare. Been on prison fare for a considerable time and large allowances are therefore to be made. You follow him to the table accordingly, possibility encourage him his gallant efforts to make up for the past privations. They had just finished their meal and resumed their arm resumed their armchairs when came a heavy knock at the door. Toad was nervous, Rat nodding mysteriously at him, went straight up to the door and opened it. In walked Mr Badger. It all depends on one for who, for some nights, been kept away from home and, and, all, and all these little comforts and conveniences. His shoes were covered in mud. He's looking very rough and treasured. Tra- 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 he had been never been a very smart man, a badger at the best of times. He came suddenly up to Toad, shook him by the paw and said, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome home, Toad. What am I saying? Home, indeed. This is homecoming, unhappy Toad. He turned his back on them, sat down on the table, blew his chair up, drew his chair up, and helped himself to a large slice of cold pie. Toad was quite alarmed at his very serious and potentious style of greeting. A rat whispered to him, Never mind. Don't take any notice. Don't say anything to him just yet. He's always rather low and despondent when he's wanting his visuals. In, in half an hour's time, he's quite a different animal. So he waited in silence. Presently, there came another, a lighter knock. The rat, with a nod to Toad, went to the door and then stripped in the mould, very shabby and unwashed, with bits of hay and straw digging in his fur. Array! Here's old, here's old Toad, said cried the mould. His face beaming. Fancy having... Having you back again, he began to dance around him. You had never dreamt that you would turn up so soon. Why, you must have managed to escape. You clever and dangerously intelligent toad. The back alarm pulled him by the elbow. But too late, toad was puffing and swelling already. Clever? Oh, no. He said, oh, not really clever, according to my friends. I only broken out the strongest prison in England. That's all, and you captured a railway train. Escaped when it's all. Glad must have gone about the country, humbugging everybody at all. Oh no, I'm a stupid ass, am I? I am. I'll tell you one or two. My little ventures, Mole. You shall judge for yourself. Well, well, said Mole, moving towards the supper table. So as you talk while I eat. Not a bite since breakfast. Oh my, my. He sat down and helped himself literally, liberally to cold beef and pickles. Toad straddled on the heath rug, thrust his paw into his trouser pocket, pulled out a handful of silver. Look at that. Look at that, he cried, displaying it. That's not too bad, is it? A few minutes' work? How do you think I've done it? Well, oh, oh, silly. That's how I've done it. Come on, Toad, said the Tomol, immensely interested. Toad, Toad, be quiet, please, said the rat. And don't you make him on, Mole. And you know what what he you know what he is, but please tell us soon as possible what the vision is and what's the best to be done now that told is back at last. Tradition is about as bad as it could be, played the mole grumpily. As for what to be done, why blessed I find no. Badger and I have been round and round the place, by night and by day, always the same thing, sentries posted everywhere, guns put out at us, stones thrown at us. Always an animal on the lookout. When they see us, by how they do laugh. That's what amazes me most. It's a very difficult situation, said the rat, deeply reflecting deeply. Well, I think I'll see it now, the depth of my mind, what Toad really ought to do. I will tell you, he ought to. No, oughtn't, said the bowl with his mouth full. Nothing of the sort. You don't understand what he ought to do is ought to. Well, I shall, 
Why ain't? It shan't look. Well, it shan't do it anyway. But Toad gave side. I'm not. I'm not going to be ordered about my by you fellows. My house. We were talking about. I know exactly what to do. I tell you, I'm going to. But this time, they were all three talking at once. At the top of their voices, the voice noise was simply deafening. The thin, dry voice made itself heard, saying, "Be quiet at once, all of you." Instantly, everyone was silent. It was Badger, who, having finished pie, turned down and his chair, was looking at them severely. He saw they had secured their attention, and that they were evidently waiting for him to address them. He turned back to the table again, reached out the cheese. So great was the respect commanded by so the qualities of that unbearable animal. Not another word was uttered, so he was quite finished with repast, and brushed the crumbs from his knees. Toe fidgeted a great deal, good deal, and rat held him firmly down. When the badger had quite done, he got up from his seat, stood before the reply place, reflecting deeply. At last he spoke. Toad, he said severely, you bad, troublesome little animal, how do you understand with yourself? What do you think your father, my old friend, would have said if he'd been here tonight and known of all your goings on? Toad, was still on the sofa by this time, his legs up, rolled over on his face, shaken with sobs contrition. There, there, squint on Badger. Well, Connie, never mind, stop crying. We're going to take bygones be bygones and try and turn over a new leaf. But what the mole says is quite true. The stokes are on guard at every point. They make the best sentinels in the world. It's quite useless to think of stopping attacking place. It's too strong for us. It's all over, stopped the toad, crying into the sofa cushions. I shall go and list for a, for a soldier. Never see my dear total any more. Come on, come, cheer up today, Tony, said Badger. There are more ways of getting back a place and taking it by storm. I haven't said my last word yet. Now I'm going to tell you a great secret. Toad sat up slowly and dried his eyes. Secrets, an immense attraction for him, because he never kept one, could keep one. He enjoyed a sort of unhallowed thrill. He experienced when he went and told another animal after being having faithfully promised not to. There is an underground passage, the badger would be pressing. There is an underground passage, said the badger impressively. It leads from the river bank, quite near here, right up to the middle of Toad Hall. Oh, nonsense, said the rat Toad, rather early. You've been listening to some um, uh, yarns. They spin in the public houses about here. I know every inch of Toad Hall, inside and out. Let me sort, I do assure you. My young friend, said the badger with great severity. Your father was a worthy animal, a lot worried than some others I know. Was a particular friend of mine that told me a great deal he wouldn't have dreamt of telling you. He discovered that passage, he didn't make it, of course, and it, that was done hundred years before he ever came to live there. He repaired it and cleaned it out, because he thought it might come in useful someday. In case of trouble or danger, he showed it to me. Don't let my son know about it, he said. He's a good boy, but very light and volatile. The character certainly cannot hold his tongue. He is ever in a real fix. It will be useful. 
to him, and you may tell him about the secret passage, but not before. The animals looked hard at the toad to see how he would take it. Toad inclined to be sulky at first, growing up immediately like the good fellow he was. Well, well, he said, perhaps I am a bit of a talker, a popular fellow such as I am. My friends get round me. We chaff, we sparkle, we tell witty stories. Somehow my tongue gets wagging. I have the gift of conversation. I've been told I ought to have a salon, whatever that may be. Never mind, go on, Budger. How's this passage of yours going to help us? I found out a thing or two lately, continued the Budger. I got out of disguise of the sweep and call at the back door, brushes over his shoulder, asking for a job. We're going to a big banquet tomorrow night. It's somebody's birthday, the chief weasel, I believe. All weasels will be gathered together. They're done all, eating and drinking, laughing, carrying on, suspecting nothing. No guns, no swords, no sticks, no arms of any sort whatsoever. But the sentinels will be posted as usual, remarked Rat. Exactly, said the badger. That's my point. Weasels were trenchless. Extremely on their excellent sentinels, as where the passage goes in, comes in. A very useful tunnel leads right up under the butler's pantry, next to the dining hall. Ah, the squeaky board in the butler's pantry, said Toad. Now I understand it. We shall creep out silently, quietly to the, into the butler's pantry, cried the mole. With your pistols and swords and sticks, shouted the rat. I rushed in upon them, said Badger. And whack em and whack them and whack em, said cried the toad in ecstasy, running around, round in the room and jumping up the chairs. Very well then, said Badger, resuming his usual dry manner. I'm planning to settle. There's nothing more for you to argue or score about. So as it's getting very late, all of you go right to the after bed at once. We'll make all the necessary arrangements in the course of the morning. Tomorrow. Toad, of course, went off to bed dutifully with the, with the rest. He knew better than to refuse, though he was feeling much too excited to sleep. But he had a long day with many events crowded into it. Sheets and blankets were very friendly, comforting things. A plain straw, and not so much of it, buried on the stone floor on a drafty cell. His hit had not long been many seconds on his pillow, for he was snoring happily. Naturally, dreamt a good deal. At rows that ran away from him, just when he wanted them, and canals that chased him and caught him, a barge that sailed into the banquet hall, his weeks watching as he's giving a dinner party, his low and his secret passage pushing onwards, he twisted, turned around and shook himself, self, and sat up on its end, yet somehow at last found himself back in total, safe and triumphant, all his friends gathered around him, about him, as he's showing him, he really was a clever toad. He slept till a late hour next morning. By the time he got down, he found out that everyone was finished their breakfast some time before. Moe slept off somewhere by himself, without telling anyone where he was going to. But just sat in the armchair, reading the paper, not concerning himself in the slightest, but what was going to happen that very evening. A rat on the other hand was running around, doing busily, his arms full of weapons of any big kind, disturbing him in four, dripping in four, little heaps of the floor, saying suddenly under his breath, and he ran, Here's a sword for the rat, here's a sword for the mole, here's a sword for the toad, here's a sword for the badger, here's a pistol for rat, here's a pistol for mole, here's a pistol for toad, here's a pistol for badger, 
and so on in a regular, rhythmical way, while the four little heaps gradually grew and grew. That's all very well, Rat, said the Badger, presently looking at the very little animal at the edges of the paper. I'm not blaming you. Let us once, but just let us once get past the stoats with those disdainful guns of theirs. I assure you we shan't want any swords or pistols. We fall with our sticks. Once we're inside the dining room, why, we should clear the floor of all the lot of them by minutes. I've done the whole thing by myself only. I don't want to deprive you fellows of fun. Fun. It's all very well to be on the safe side, said the rat, effectively polishing a bonus or bow on his sleeve and looking into it. The toad, having finished his breakfast, picked up a stout stick, swung it viciously. Behind imagining animals, imagining animals. I learn them and still my house, be quiet. I learn and unlearn them. Don't say learn them, toad, said the rat, greatly shocked. It's not good English. They are always nagging. What are you always nagging that toad for? cried the badger of other people. What's the matter with his English? To say what I use myself. Good enough for me, ought to be good enough for you. I'm very sorry, said the rat humbly. I think it ought to be teach them, not learn them. But you don't want to teach them, replied Badger. You want to learn them, learn them, learn them. What's more, we're going to do it too. Oh, very well, have it your own way. Rat, said the rat, he's, he's getting rather muddled by himself. Presently retired into a corner where he could be heard muttering, Learn them, learn them, teach them, learn them. So the Badger told him off. Told him shot, rather sharply to leave off. President Mole came tumbling into the room. President Evidentially, evidently he pleased himself. I've been having such fun again at once. I've been getting a rise out of the stoves. I hope you've been very careful, Mole, said the rat anxiously. I should hope so too, said the Mole, confidently. I got an idea when I went into the kitchen to see about toast breakfast. Then kept out hot for him. I found the old washerwoman that gradually came home. And yesterday, hanging up. On a tail horse before the fire. I put it on the bonnet as well. The shore and off I went to total. Hold as you please. Trenches were on the lookout, of course. The guns are there. Who comes there? And all the rest of the nonsense. Good morning, gentlemen, I says. I very respectful. What, what money was you done today? He looked at me very proud and stiff and haughty. He said, Go away, washerman. You don't do any washing of duty or any other time. Says, Hi, ho, ho. Wasn't it any funny tone? Poor frivolous animal, said Toad very loftily. The fact is he was felt exceedingly jealous of Mole of what he'd done, just done. Exactly what he would have liked to have done himself. But he had thought of it first, had gone and overslept himself. Some of the stoats turned quite pink, continued Mole. As Sergeant in charge, he said to me, very shortly, he said, Now keep away, my good woman, run away. Don't keep my, get my men idling. And talking on their posts. Run away, says I. It wouldn't be me that would be running away in a very short time for now. Oh, Molly, how could you? said the rat, dismayed. The badger laid down his paper. I could see them pricking up their ears and looking at each other. When a mole and in the silence said to them, Never mind her, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, don't I? said I. Well, let me tell you this, my daughter. She watches for Mr. Badger, and they'll show you whether I knew what I am talking about. You know pretty soon too, the hundred. Both firstly badges armed with the rifles are going to attack Toad Hall this very night, by the way, of the paddock. 
Six boatloads of racks with pistols and cutlasses will come up the river and effect a landing in the garden. A pit body of toads, known as diehards of Blith for glory toads, who storm the orchard, carrying everything before them, yelling for vengeance. Don't, there won't be much left of you to wash by the time they're done with you, unless you clear out while you have the chance. Then I ran away when I was out of sight and I hid. Presently came creeping back along the ditch and took a speed back then for the hedge. They all, they was all as nervous and flustered, could be running all ways at once and falling over each other, everyone giving orders to everyone else, not listening and silent, kept sending off. Pied stokes to distant parts of the ground, then sending other fellows to fetch him. Back in, I heard him saying to Jibber, That's just like the weasel, and not to stop comfortably. In the town of Grandon, one uh, feasting the toast of songs, all sorts of fun, while we just stay on guard, cold in the dark, and to cut the pieces by blood. F- in the end, we cut to pieces by blood first, you badgers. Oh, you silly ass mole, cried Toad. You've been a spot, I think, mole, said the badger, a quiet, dry way. I've seen you some more sense in your little finger, and then, other, and then some animals having a little hole in their fat bodies. You've managed excellently. Again, to the great hopes of you, good mole, clever mole. Toad was certainly wild with jealousy, more especially he couldn't make out for life of him what the mole had done that was so particularly clever. Unfortunately for him, before he could stop, show temper exposed himself to badger sarcasm. Bells sprang, rang for luncheon. A simple but sustaining meal, bacon, boiled beans and macaroni pudding. And when they quite done, the badger settled himself to armchair and said, well, we've got our work cut out for us tonight. It will probably be hard, read in your heart late, but we're quite through with it. So I'm going to take forty weeks while I can. He drew a handkerchief from his face, and soon snowing. Anxious and laborious went at once, resumed his preparations, started running between his four little weeks, muttering, he is a belt for rat, he is a belt for mole, he is a bat for toad, belt for toad, he is a belt for badger, and so on, a very re- with every French accompaniment. He reduced to which there seemed really no end. Mole drew his arm through toads. Led him into the open air, shoved into a wicker chair, made him tell him his adventure, beginning to end, by which Toad was only too willing to do. Mole was a good listener. Toad, with no one to check his statements, to criticise his unfriendly spirit, rather let himself go, indeed, much of which related to long more properly the character of what might have happened. And I only thought of it in time instead of ten minutes afterwards. They're always the best and racist adventures. And why should they not be truly ours as much as, as that somewhat inadequate things that really come off? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.